Support for all the books comes from Talenti. When Talenti makes gelato and sorbetto, they tend to get a little overzealous. Did they need to use so many raspberries in their Roman raspberry sorbetto that the machine broke? Did they need to try 25 different chai teas to find the perfect spice blend for their vanilla chai gelato? Did they have to invent giant mint steepers to make their Mediterranean mint super minty? Does their obsessiveness make Talenti gelato and sorbetto the greatest? You be the judge. But yes, it does make them the greatest. They're also the judge. Talenti, the delicious is in the details. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 119, and today we are talking about books being released in the next few months. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with my fellow podcast, Rebecca Shinsky, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hello, hello. Fall preview show! I know! It comes around so quickly. I feel like we just did our 2017 look ahead, like, in January, but here we are. Yes. So many good books It took me so long to narrow this down to six. Yeah. I I had to just finally pick mine and stick with it. Because yep. I just kept changing them around and around and That's around. what I had to do, too. So this comes with the same kind of uh, caveat, I guess, that like asking a person what their favorite book is, or at least if you ask me what my favorite book is, like the answer will vary depending on the day and the mood and like, did I just have lunch and so I'm happy or am I kind of cranky because I'm hangry? And it's like, these are six books that I am super excited about. That will continue. But if you ask me in another week, they might not be the top six anymore because there are so many good contenders for the fall it's just overwhelming in the best way yeah i picked six that i had read so that it would be easier to to talk about them because i was just like Uh, you're like when the teacher is like well today in class we're discussing episode or chapter two and you're like oh i finished the book already i'm the worst (laughs) yeah that was me i would just read the books and then not pay attention Well, you seem to turn out okay, so I think it's fine. (laughs) Um, Before we get started, I want to thank all of you who took time to write in to us last week or after last week's show and to chime in if you're a Book Riot Insider on the Slack channel to let us know your thoughts about how we can improve trigger warnings. We've come around to, I think it's a three-part, like a trifecta of a solution. So when we know of content that we believe to be possibly triggering, we're going to tell you in the intro of the show roughly where that happens. Like, you know, the third book Liberty is going to talk about today is blah, 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 and it has a trigger warning for something. We'll reiterate that trigger warning as the segment begins. And then in the show notes next to the titles, we'll just put a parenthetical note for a content warning as well. So you'll have three places that you can get a heads up about potentially triggering content in the books and on the show, because we certainly don't want our discussion of a title to trigger you. This is supposed to be a happy, safe place, and uh, hopefully that will help. Um, Your first line of defense will be able to be uh, looking at the show notes from here on out. I will say today, I have not read any of my books yet. These are, you know, I'm not as magic as Liberty is. Um, It's not magic, it's lack of sleep. (laughs) It's a magical lack of sleep and Red Bull. <laughs> yes. Uh, Red Bull and your new magical breaks. reading tent, which is so great. Uh, <laughs> yes, so but- I I don't know about my titles for today. Um, I certainly – I hope I won't be saying anything that's triggering since I don't 
really know much about what's happening in these books, but I can tell you what I'm looking forward to. Thank you again for giving us your feedback. We got really good ideas. And also it was great to hear from so many of you that this would be a useful thing. So thank you for that. So kicking off today um, in the second segment, the title 12 Mile Straight that I'm going to speak about uh, has trigger warnings for racialized violence and sexual assault. Just letting you know ahead. But I'm going to start with my first pick, which I think everyone in the world is excited for. Um, I asked some people on Litzy and Instagram the other day, and this was the most popular answer. And it is Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng, which comes out September 12th. She is the author of Everything I Never Told You, which everyone read and loved. And I actually, I enjoyed this one even more. Ooh. Um, even more, yeah. It's about a single mother and her teen daughter. Uh, they move into a rental in a Cleveland suburb. Uh, it's a very nice town. Um, the mother is an artist, and she also works odd jobs. But first and foremost, she is an artist. Um, and she and her teen daughter, Pearl, become very close to the Richardson family, who is the family that are renting them this house. Um, and it turns out that, that the mother, Mia, has a secret past... Um, and later on, the Richardson's friends attempt to adopt a Chinese-American baby, and it puts Mia and her daughter Pearl at odds over the situation. And so Pearl is driven more than ever to discover the truth about her mother, and it leads to devastation. This one is, I think, more complex than everything I never told you, which was pretty complex. Mm-hmm. But the, her writing is effortless. And there's like, I don't know if it's a famous quote or it's just like a general saying, but they say like the more effortless the writing seems, like the more work is actually put into it. And you're just reading it and it just, it gives you the sense that like, this is how these words have always been. Like, just oh, like, like, you know, inevitable. Like, just, yeah, like, that's just how it's, a, you know, she's such a great writer. Anyway, it's Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng and out September 12th. I cannot wait. Oh, one of the other things that we've been talking about as a possible change to the show is maybe taking like one episode each month where we mention a new release or two, but have a little more free form so that we can have some more flexibility in our reading lives. I have been having some new release burnout. I am not ashamed to tell you all. And so we've been kicking that around. Um, and I'm now hoping that I can do things like pick up Little Fires Everywhere way before it comes out and have time because it won't be taking from a new release that week that I can read sometimes. So watch out for that. This will still be mostly new books um, like we have always been, but We're trying to shake things up, keep it interesting. My first pick, oh boy. Do not send me emails asking if this is genuine. It is totally genuine. I love him very much. Origin by Dan Brown is coming out on October 3rd. It is a new Robert Langdon adventure. You are, I'm pretty sure, familiar with Dan Brown because of The Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons and then Inferno and one that was set in Washington, D.C., whose title I don't remember. But Robert Langdon is the main character, and he's this art history professor and a symbologist, and he somehow finds himself consistently involved in these like high-stakes capers that always involve like obscure religions and conspiracies, and this one is no different. Um, Robert Langdon is attending an event in Bilbao, Spain, where a former student of his is going to unveil a breakthrough 
that answers two fundamental questions of existence. And the there are no galleys of this book that I have heard of. Like no one gets a preview of a Dan Brown book. So I don't know what these two fundamental questions of, exist, of existence definitely are. But given that the book is called Origin, my guesses are that they are, where did we come from and why are we here? Or basically like, what is the origin of human life and what does it all mean? So Robert Langdon is going to be attending an event that's going to help answer those questions, but then the event turns chaotic and the breakthrough is threatened and he's back in that sweet spot of history and extreme religions and art and symbolism and conspiracies. And it will undoubtedly be ridiculous in the best possible way. I just love a new Dan Brown book. I might take October 3rd off um, so that I can just read it all in one sitting, one of my favorite, just fun reading experiences. You know exactly what you're getting with Dan Brown. He's not pretending to be like highbrow literature. It's just a solid, fun caper. And I like, you know, putting those puzzles together and seeing what happens and also how many times Robert Langdon will check his Mickey Mouse watch. So Origin by Dan Brown is out on October 3rd. I've actually heard that the two questions are, where do we come from? And is Goofy a dog or a man? (laughs) I think that's it. Well, Liberty, you are going to be in for a surprise then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This week, our first sponsor is Genius the Con by Leopoldo Gu. It's about three brilliant teens from around the world who must work together to stop a vicious warlord, protect their families, and save the world in a fast-paced sequel to Genius the Game. Genius the Con is the second book in the action-packed series. Book one, Genius the Game, is out now in paperback. This features a diverse cast with characters from around the world, including China, India, and Nigeria, and it's a page The book is about a high-stakes competition that's set against a literal ticking clock, and there's a lot of great buzz for it. James Patterson said it's exciting, provocative, fresh, innovative, and smart, smart, smart. The New York Times said that Gu's characters are believable and immensely likable, and their friendship serves as a delightful and realistic anchor amid the fast-moving chaos. Science and technology may take center stage in Gu's fictional game, but it's the less flashy craft of writing that sells the story. That's high praise indeed. If this sounds good to you, you can pick up Genius the Con by Leopoldo Gu out now and start with book one, Genius the Game, which is out in paperback. Well, right on. All right. Um, As I mentioned at the beginning, my next title does include a description of racialized violence and sexual assault, so trigger warnings for that. Um, It is 12 Miles Straight by Eleanor Henderson, which comes out on September 12th. She is the author of The Amazing 10,000 Saints. Um, that was her debut, that, and it was made into a 2015 film. Um, this one is just a brutal and powerful novel. It takes place in 1930 in Cotton County, Georgia. There is a white sharecropper's daughter who gives birth to two babies. One is light-skinned and one is dark-skinned. Her volatile father accuses the field hand of raping his daughter, and the man is lynched and dragged down the 12-mile straight. In the aftermath of this horrific event, the farm's inhabitants must deal with their complicitness in what took place. Meanwhile, his daughter raises her babies while their lives begin to unravel on the farm. It's so amazing and fantastic. She's such a great writer. Again, it's The 12 Mile Straight by Eleanor Henderson. Okay. 
My next pick, I think, is very likely to have some triggering content in it, but as I said, I haven't read it yet. It's Sing Unburied Sing by Jasmine Ward. This is her first novel since Salvage the Bones, which it's been so long since that came out, it seems like, but she's been busy. She also wrote Men We Reaped, and she was the editor of The Fire This Time, which was a collection about race and America that came out. Was that last year? the fire this time. Really excellent. So she takes these issues head on. This novel is a journey story, essentially, that goes through Mississippi's past and present. um, And it takes the sort of explores an epic struggle through the lens of one family. And the book is supposed to take on race, ugly truths that are at the heart of the American story. And the synopsis says that it draws on Morrison and Faulkner, which is interesting because Toni Morrison draws on Faulkner. She actually wrote her dissertation on him. That's a little all the books fun fact for y'all. But also draws on the Odyssey and the Old Testament. Like that is a hell of a lineup for books that you were inspired by when you were writing your new novel. Toni Morrison, Faulkner, the Odyssey, and the Old Testament. Um, Jesmyn Ward is phenomenal. I think one of the best working young writers today. And I cannot wait to read this new work of fiction by her. Again, it's called Sing Unburied Sing. It comes out September 5th. I just realized that my third book is the second novel by an author, which Little Fires Everywhere and The Twelve Mile Straight also was. So apparently I'm going to go with second books this time. It's my theme. Oh, no sophomore slumps. Yeah, no, these are fantastic. I'm so excited about this one. It's so delightful. It is Sourdough by Robin Sloan. It comes out on September 5th. He is the author of Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore, so Muppet Arms. He has a new book out in just a month. It's about a woman named Lois. She is headhunted by a robotics company in San Francisco. They offer her a sweet deal, sweet money. She gets, like, an apartment, and but she, like, really, really hates her job, and she doesn't connect with any of the people that she works with. And her only communication with the outside world aside from her co-workers, is this restaurant down the street that delivers takeout to her every night. And the food is so amazing. It's, like, life-changing. She's so happy to go home and eat this every night. This like She gets this tomato dish and this bread that she's just unbelievable. Um, and there are two brothers who own the restaurant, and one day they both show up at her door, and they say that they're having visa troubles and they have to leave the country, and they gift her a sourdough starter which they say is what they make their bread from, and that it's they have very specific instructions. She must feed it, she must play it music, and she must bake with it every single day. Now, Lois is not a baker, but, you know, she feels, you know, like, obligated to take care of the sourdough starter. She doesn't know if they're going to come back. She doesn't want anything to happen to it. You know, it's kind of like a living thing, so she starts baking bread, and it turns out that it's delicious. And she starts bringing it into the cafeteria where she works, and her coworkers are like, you should take this to the farmer's market and sell it. But the farmer's market is like a super snotty, kind of like clicky place, and they're like, we don't want your bread. And so someone tells her that there's a secret farmer's market that wants to fuse food and technology. And it's just, it's so weird, and just, you know... The first book was all about, like, the secret world of books, and this is more like the secret world of food. And it's just weird and fun and so delightful. Again, it's Sourdough by Robin Sloan, and it's out September 5th. If his next one is about the secret world of yoga and or bourbon, then he will have rang all my bells. He's actually in the bushes outside your house right now. (laughs) He's pulling a Sean Spicer. Just kidding, that's me. (laughs) Oh, Liberty, you don't have to hide outside. Just bring your book tent to my backyard and we'll have a camp out and it'll be the best. Is my tent, can we talk about my book tent for a second? Please, can we? It's enormous. 
Like, I, it's a tent. Yeah, I was, I don't know what I was expecting. You know, my boyfriend's parents were like, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, oh, I want like a little screened in thing that I can go outside and, you know, not have to deal with bugs or the sun or anything. But it's so, so big. You could live in it. It's like a glamping <laughs> tent It's situation. enormous. Oh, I love it though. It's great. Also, it has little critters that run around inside like moles and stuff. So I'm so happy. <laughs> So happy. I feel like we should just set up a like video live stream of you and your reading tent and all yeah. the little creatures and your yard potato groundhogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, oh, carry boy. on. Well, now for something completely different yes. and sad. Um, my next pick is What Happened by Hillary Rodham Clinton. It comes out on September 12th. Hillary Clinton is obviously a former senator, a former secretary of state. She was the first woman to become the presidential nominee for a major political party. And the title of the book, What Happened, is kind of all we know about this book. And there's not a question mark at the end of it. So my uh, assumption here is that she's going to be telling us about her perspective on what did happen and maybe less of the wondering. I am still very much wondering. Um I think regardless of where you stand on Hillary, she is undeniably a historic figure. A woman making it to that place on the political stage is undeniably historic. And there's a lot that we can learn from it. There's a lot that women who want to run for office in the future from any political party can learn from what she experienced. And just in some of the interviews and pieces of like press releases in the run-up to learning about the book, there have been really interesting things mentioned. Like, you know, it's it seems obvious that a woman who's running for an office like that can't campaign in the same way that men do and always have. But one of the examples that was given is that Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump were both able to tap into people's anger and on opposite sides of the aisle, but their feelings of being disenfranchised or of being left out. And as a woman candidate, you can't do that. You can't channel anger and express anger in that way because there are sexist responses to that. Of course, there are sexist responses to almost everything that a female political candidate does. So it's a really interesting situation. And we've never seen a woman make it as far as Hillary Clinton did. So I think um, her, I've read her previous books, and I'm looking forward, I guess, with like, a hand sort of placed over my cringing face to to reading this and getting her thoughtful perspective on what did happen in the campaign and in the election in November, and hopefully some thoughts about going forward. Um, she's you know inspirational to younger women who are thinking about running for office. There are a lot of lessons to be learned, and so I think an important book, whether it's a fun read or not, remains to be determined. But that's What Happened by Hillary Clinton. It's coming out September 12th. Okay, that makes us halfway through our selection of big books of the fall that we're looking forward to. And before we go on, it's time to talk about our next sponsor, Reach Out and Read Colorado. Imagine that you had never fell in love with reading, how different your life would be. If you're listening to this kind of podcast, I'm guessing it would be really very different. But some people never experience that opportunity. And research shows that when kids start school behind... They stay behind, and most of them never catch up. A third of children start kindergarten lacking basic language skills that they'll need in order to learn to read. And in low-income neighborhoods, there's only about one book available for every 300 children. But there is a way to solve this problem 
with a single prescription. Hundreds of prescriptions for literacy are written every day in neighborhood clinics, in diverse communities. Healthcare providers have early access to families and are a trusted source of health of health information. And the physicians who work with Reach Out and Read Colorado incorporate books into pediatric care and encourage families to read aloud together. So young children are provided a foundation for success. I think this is such a cool program. Children who are read to during infancy and preschool years have better language skills when they start school and they're more interested in reading. Children who are read to by people they love learn to love books. And Reach Out and Read Colorado is enabling all of this to happen. This is an evidence-based, you know we love those words here at Book Riot, evidence-based nonprofit that has a goal to prescribe 15,000 books this month. You can join the movement by donating today to share the love of reading at www.rxtoread.org slash all the books. That is rxtoread.org slash all the books. So thanks again to Reach Out and Read Colorado. My next pick, I have no segue whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I just read it yesterday. Uh, oh, in my book tent. It's so good. <laughs> it's called Bluebird, Bluebird by Attica Locke. Comes out on September 12th. This is not a book in her Jay Porter series. This is not about the lawyer. This is about a new character, a new storyline about a man named Darren Matthews. He is a black Texas ranger. And when the book opens, he is on suspension for being involved in an incident that took place sort of off camera. And now he has been asked by a friend to travel to the town of Lark, Texas, population 200, to investigate the murders of a black Chicago lawyer and a few days later, a local white woman. Um, He needs to figure out what happened before the tensions in the town boil over. It's a really timely novel about race and law enforcement and justice, and she's such a fantastic, fantastic writer. Um, Her TV show is... Empire, I think. Is that the show mm. that she writes? I'm not I remembering so. at this minute now. But she's just so, so great. I love everything she's done. Again, it's Bluebird, Bluebird by Attica Locke. Comes out September 12th. It is Empire. I have Googled. Good job. Good job, Google. <laughs> Um, My next pick this week for the fall, I guess, is River of Consciousness by Oliver Sacks, who sadly died last year. I think it's been two. Was it last year? Maybe two years. Uh, And if you listen to the Book Riot show, Jeff and I both love him and are convinced he might have actually been the most interesting man in the world. Um, He was a neurologist and a psychologist, but really a true polymath. He... His work really lives at the intersection of not just neurology and psychology, but it incorporates philosophy and literature. He was incredibly widely read and very well read. And so even though the books are all about, you know, some particular aspect of neurology and human consciousness, human experience, he explains all of the principles and concepts and really complex things that he saw in his practice as a physician in a way that he was uniquely capable of doing, illustrating things from all these other realms and explaining the human experience in a really, I think, integrated and well-illustrated fashion. And River of Consciousness is a collection of essays about um, some of the core parts of the human experience and what the synopsis calls the human endeavor, about evolution, creativity, memory, time, consciousness, and experience. And that's all we know. I haven't seen any preview material for it yet. I have a galley, but I'm holding off. Um, I just think Oliver Sacks is, was unparalleled in 
taking sort of our interior worlds and explaining them to us in ways that only someone super educated and very, very just thoughtful and had so much empathy for the patients that he saw in his practice who had very strange and unusual things happen to them often. Uh, So really excellent. I've never read an Oliver Sacks book that I didn't come away having learned a bunch of things from and having my mind kind of blown. So I'm looking forward to what I think this will be the last of his books Um, will be It's River of Consciousness by Oliver Sacks, again, out October. October 24th. August 30th, 2015. Oh. How, like, I remember I saw something recently when I was looking up this book, though. I was like, wait, that was 2015? So crazy. Such a great man. Such a great man. Mm-hmm. My next pick is We Were Eight Years in Power, An American Tragedy by Tanahasi Coates. It comes out on October 3rd. He is the National Book Award winner of Between the World and Me, and this is a collection of essays that Coates, some of them Coates published during the Obama administration, and there's also eight new essays, one for each year of Obama's presidency as it was experienced by Coates. So it's like a personal look at what was going on in his life, like while Obama was in power. Um, he's pro- he's you know one of today's most important voices, and he has done a great job capturing the administration of the historic first black president. Just I started I when I started reading, I was like I don't know if I can read this, but but I pulled the bandaid off and I just kept going, and it's it's fantastic. So again, it's We Were Eight Years in Power, an American Tragedy by Ta-Nehisi Coates, and it's out October 3rd. Who that one and Hillary close together is going to be quite a one-two punch. Yeah. I'm ready, though. There, I've had enough time. I think we've had, we're all ready to read these books. Yes. Um, my next pick for the fall. I am so excited about this book. It's Sisters, a novel by Lily Tuck. It comes out September 5th. And I maybe just last week or two weeks ago, I was talking about how much I love I Married You for Happiness, which is one of her previous novels that is an intimate look at a marriage. This is another portrait of marital life. And it looks at a marriage that began in betrayal. The narrator is unnamed. She lives with her husband and their teenage children, but she is obsessed with her husband's first wife, um, whose memory or the imagined memory that this narrator has of the husband's first wife and the ways that the betrayal sort of lingers between them, like all of that colors her daily experience and her life inside this new marriage. I love a dark and twisty novel about marriage. I think human relationships are fascinating. And Lily Tuck is willing to look at some of the less than savory parts of them in a way that she always manages to like make so beautiful. The writing will be so beautiful about a part of human experience that is really not beautiful. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this is. I'm also curious about why it's called Sisters. Um, may Oh, maybe the new wife is the sister of the first wife. I'm just guessing because I haven't read it yet. Um, but little scandal there. It's his little, own sister. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Liberty, that is a whole nother kind of book. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just guessing. The last time that happened in a book that we read, we refused to talk about it on the show. (laughs) (laughs) If the big reveal is that there's incest happening, we will not be pitching your book on all the books. Just spoiler warning. Um, I don't think that's what's happening in Lily Tuck. Again, this is Sisters. It comes out September 5th. My last pick is Reservoir 13 by John McGregor. It comes out on October 3rd. 
only because it was supposed to come out on November 17th, I think, but it was just long listed for the Man Booker Long List, or the Man, <laughs> the man Liquor Bong List, as I <laughs> like to accidentally say when I speak too fast. Um, so they moved it up. Uh, also, it's been blurbed by Paula Hawkins, who has been a very busy blurber. She's she the has author been. of Girl on the Train. She blurbed the Celeste book. Um, she also blurbed See What I Have Done, the Lizzie Borden book that came out this past Tuesday. Um, also, today is the 125th anniversary of the Borden murders. Anyway, uh, getting back to <laughs> Reservoir 13, it's about a missing teenage girl in an English village um, and how the village comes together and also breaks apart as the seasons go by and the search goes on. It's an exploration of 13 years in the village, secrets and births and deaths, and just, it's quite extraordinary. I'm not surprised to see it nominated. It's marvelously well-written. It's just a beautiful look at community and tragedy. It's Again, it's called Reservoir 13 by John McGregor, out October 3rd. Speaking of Lizzie Borden, which happens here a lot. Um, about an, like an hour before I sat down to record this, I was visiting one of my local bookstores. It's called Chop Suey. Hi, guys. And um, one of the booksellers asked me if I had read See What I've Done. And I was like, well, I do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and my coworker loves the murdery things and really loves Lizzie Borden. So she took that one. <laughs> but I got to do good like guerrilla marketing for our podcast, I guess. <laughs> by being like, well, I didn't, but you could hear Liberty talk about it um and keep my, talking about it and, and keep, keep talking, talking about it <laughs> how many books somewhere out there is someone who's like i'm just gonna write a lizzie borden book so i can get on all the books and it'll probably <laughs> work <laughs> My last pick for this fall preview is called Reset, My Fight for Inclusion and Lasting Change by Ellen Pau. It comes out September 19th. Um, Ellen Pau is the former CEO of Reddit. When she was there, she was responsible for making the policies that banned revenge porn and uh, stolen nude photos of people from being posted there, which was huge. Reddit was one of the first places to do that online, and it spawned a spawned spurt. It spurred a bunch of other internet outlets to also pursue banning people from posting revenge porn and banning people from posting um, nude photos of people that they did not have permission to post, which huge steps, but uh, huge steps being made for internet privacy and to protect women. But obviously there's a ton of work to do. She was responsible for those first steps at Reddit. She shut down sections of Reddit that had heavy online harassment, which if you know anything about online harassment, you know that Reddit is a cesspool of it in many cases. And to be a woman working at Reddit, also responsible for shutting down the harassment-y corners of Reddit was a really risky and dangerous decision to make for her online safety and probably in some cases her actual physical safety. But she did it because she believed that it was important. Um, after she left read it. Uh, she went to a Silicon Valley venture capital firm and eventually sued for workplace discrimination and retaliation against women who were pursuing um, who were pursuing equity in their workplaces. So through her whole career, she has been this relentless um, feminist force for women in business, women in tech, pursuing equity in tech and online and just in workplaces in general. She's trying to make the internet and the world a better, safer place. And this is her first book telling her story herself. And there are a lot of great profiles of her. You can read her essays online, but I'm really looking forward to getting like her whole story in her own words in one place. So that's Reset, My Fight for Inclusion and Lasting Change by Ellen Pau. It's out September 19th. Now it's time for the lightning round. We should tell people how big this lightning round originally was going to be. <laughs> well, so I was trying to compile a list 
of books that I thought people would be excited to hear were occurring in the next few months. And when I finished, it had 117 titles. <laughs> so I've scaled it down a bit to like 35. Um, but don't worry, I talk fast. Uh, so let's, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So starting off, we're going from September through November probably. Uh, there's They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. Uh, the Glass Town Game by Kat Valente. Uh, America's Librarian, Nancy Pearl, has her first novel called George and Lizzie. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, see? This is why this is so much fun! (laughs) Uh, There's The Golden House from Salman Rushdie. Uh, Speaking of online harassment, Crash Override, How Gamergate Nearly Destroyed My Life and How We Can Win the Fight Against Online Hate by Zoe Quinn. E. Lockhart has a new one called Genuine Fraud. The sequel to Shadow Shaper is out. Uh, it is Shadow House Fall. That's by Daniel Jose Older. A new one from Marie Lu called Warcross. Uh, there's Forest Dark by Nicole Krauss. Um, this one, you and I are super excited. Another fine mess, Life on Tomorrow's Moon by Pope Brock. <laughs> yes. A loving, faithful animal, getting amazing reviews by Josephine Rao. Uh, or, excuse me, Rowe. Um, Null States, the new Malka Older book. Um, Solar Bones by Mike McCormick. I mentioned that because it, not only was it long-listed for the Man Booker long list, it isn't entirely one sentence. The entire book is what? one It's one sentence. It takes some getting used to. I've read it. It takes some getting used to, but it's quite great. Um, there is The Origin of Others, the Charles Elliott Norton Lecture Series by Toni Morrison. Um, Jane Unlimited by Kristen Kasherer. The Ninth Hour by Alice McDermott. The sequel to Three Dark Crowns will be out. That's One Dark Throne by Kendara Blake. Uh, Anne Lucky has a new one called Providence. There's After the Eclipse, A Mother's Murder, A Daughter's Search by Sarah Perry. Fantastic memoir. I've read it. It's amazing. Uh, James McBride has a book of short stories coming out called Five Carat Soul. There's a great book of short stories by Carmen Maria Mercado coming out called Her Body and Other Parties. Jennifer Egan, new novel. Woohoo! Woo-woo. Finally! So excited. It's called Manhattan Beach and it's awesome. Uh, Akata Warrior, the sequel to Akata Witch, coming out from Minetti Okafor. Why can I never say her last name? It's like a hang up. Yeah, I have a hang up now that I can't do it. Okafor. Um, John Green has a new one called Turtles All the Way Down. The sequel to Practical Magic called The Rules of Magic from Alice Hoffman. That's coming out. A Line in the Dark by Melinda Lowe. Where the Past Begins, a writer's memoir by Amy Tan. Uh, Dear Martin by Nick Stone, looks to be the big YA book of the fall. Um, Tom Hanks wrote a book of short stories. It's called Uncommon Type, Some Stories. And I've heard it's quite good. I've not read it yet, but it's I've heard good things. Uh, Joe Hill has a new one called Strange Weather, Four Short Novels. There's Ghosts of the Tsunami, Death and Life in Japan's Disaster Zone by Richard Lloyd Perry. He wrote one of my very favorite true crime books called People Who Eat Darkness. Um, there's Jin City by Saad Hossein, who wrote Escape from Baghdad, another one of my favorites. Um, there's Jade City by Fonda Lee. The Revolution of Marina M. by Janet Fitch. Mrs. Osmond by John Banville. I love John Banville so much. Oh my goodness, I love him. I'm so excited for this. I just got it yesterday. Anyway, um, An American Family, a memoir of hope and sacrifice by Kazir Khan. And Artemis by Angie Weir, the new one from the author of The Martian. Ta-da! It's going to be a good busy fall. Oh, that's only the ones that I kept in. Like, (laughs) there's so, so many. Also, I talk really fast, and I wobbled all over the place there with my little segues, but you'll be able to find a list of every single one of those titles in the show notes this week. 
And if you were to join Book Riot Insiders as a novel level member, which is $5 a month, you could use our new release index, which Liberty curates to see all of the books coming out soon, to save them to your own lists and pre-order stuff that you are interested in, all that good stuff. So you can do that at insiders.bookriot.com. I love it when you give me an accidental way to pitch a thing. It's so nice. (laughs) Good job. So those are our fall titles that we're looking forward to, or some of them. Who knows what else will come up next? What are you going to read now? Uh, So now, because we're actually recording this on Friday for technical reasons, um, I have like this whole weekend, because we did a preview show, to like read whatever I want. So I'm going to read the big, fat, new Lou Reed biography that's coming out in October from Anthony to Curtis. I'm very excited. I'm pretty sure that when I opened the package, I heard angels singing. I just, <laughs> I love him so much, and I'm so sad that he's gone. I don't know if I can handle it, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to try. What are you going to read next? I'm going to read There Are More Beautiful Things Than Beyonce by Morgan Parker. It's a collection of poems that came out last year that I have heard nothing but good things about and had been meaning to pick up. And then when I was browsing at print in Portland a couple weeks ago, there it was on the shelf. So I picked it up and I'm looking forward to reading these. They're supposed to be, you know, edgy, forward thinking poems um, from one of the like hot young poets working today has great blurbs. I flipped through it and read a couple and was like, okay, yes, these are very sharp um, and they have a lot going on. So looking forward to getting more into that. It'll be an interesting balance to all my Mary Oliver. (laughs) 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 So that is my pick for probably this evening. Nice. All right. That's our show. Thank you to our sponsor, Reach Out and Read Colorado. You can click the link in the show notes to learn more about them, or it. Uh, you can also donate at rxtoread.org slash all the books, a very worthy mission that they have there. If you have a message for us, you can drop us a line at all the books at bookriot.com or talk to us on Twitter. I'm Rebecca Shinsky, S-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y. Liberty is Miss Liberty. And if you like the show and you'd care to take a minute to give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, we would certainly appreciate it. And it, as always, juices up that Apple Podcast algorithm to help other folks who are looking for a show like this find their way to us. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books out today or more books today, I'm so used to saying out today, <laughs> I'm lying. Um, we just don't have more the books. time, <laughs> but you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books, as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. And in the meantime, in the meantime, happy, happy reading. reading.